0: Okay. So, some introductory things. Jesus said in Matthew 16:18, you'll recognize this. He said, "I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it." Then in Matthew 28:19, he said to his disciples, "You go and make disciples of all the nations." So what are our roles? He builds his church, and we make disciples. Now, tragically, many in ministry today are trying to build His church while neglecting disciple-making. If we will focus on making disciples, He will focus on building His church. We should not take His job, and He will not take our job. So that's our role, is to make disciples. Relational discipleship is such an important ministry that the enemy will do everything he can to distract us from it even good things that we can do. We can do all kinds of good things in charities and ministries and outreaches. But if we are neglecting this, then we're neglecting the main thing. Out of all the ministry Jesus could have done in the three and a half years that he did public ministry, the Father had him spend the bulk of his time making disciples. So that's a word to us, that it, it would make sense that most of us would spend the bulk of our time making disciples. Proverbs 29 verse 18 says, Where there is no prophetic vision or revelation, their people are unrestrained. Now what that means is Hebrew, in Hebrew is if you don't have a prophetic vision, you don't have revelation of what God wants you to do, you will run in circles until you disintegrate. That's what, the, when you stretch it out in Hebrew, that's what it says. Then it says, but happy is he who keeps the law, and that's the word Torah, and it's basically God's instruction. Happy is he who keeps God's instruction. If we have no vision for making disciples, we won't make disciples. We'll do many things, we'll probably run in circles, and we'll miss out on a lot of the joy that comes when we obey the Lord in this area. So we need a vision, a revelation of why discipleship is so important. With everything that we could do, why should we focus on making disciples? Well, there's a few reasons, but the main reason I want to say is because Jesus commanded us to. That's enough reason right there. Jesus said, one of his final words, go and make disciples of all the nations. If we don't have a vision for discipling others, we won't get alongside new believers. As they come to faith in Jesus, we will think that they can come to church and just grow up in the Lord and do all that by themselves without anyone sitting down with them and saying, this is how you have your devotions. This is how you pray effectively. This is what the Word says, and this is how to obey it. See, we need to get alongside people and help them. We're in a generation now that is so fatherless, and people don't really know how to have a relationship with the Lord. They don't know how to have a quiet time. And so that means we need to get alongside people to help them do that. Most of them, because no one will get alongside them and they're left on their own, most of them will never grow to spiritual maturity and they will never reach their God-given potential. Current statistics say that now those who come to faith in Jesus and commit their lives to him, within one year, 80 to 90% will not be walking with him. So it's almost like we're giving birth to stillbirths in the kingdom of God. We're birthing a generation of backsliders. You know, they meet the Lord and they say the two reasons that this is the truth is, the first is they really didn't repent when they got saved. They didn't know how to repent, maybe. Maybe someone just said, accept the Lord, ask him into your life and you'll be saved. And they never said, you're a sinner, you need to repent of your sin and surrender your life to Jesus. The other thing is they were never discipled, so. We want to make sure that does not continue to happen. We've been praying for revival to come in America, in Waco, and we believe that part of preparing for a revival is making disciples and training people to make disciples so that as people come to faith in the Lord, there will be plenty of people that can be a network around them to help them grow up and stay faithful to Jesus. God's ordained method for cultivating intimacy with himself teaching people the ways of his kingdom, and for preparing ministries was and is personal discipleship. So as good as some of our activities are, they can keep us from doing what is the most important and fruitful work that he's called us to do. This afternoon, I was at my mother's for a little bit. Now, my, my her father was a pastor, and she and she just happened to tell me she was giving me a few of the books that he wrote that i haven't yet read and she said you know he was so strong in the lord for so long but then he went to chicago and he started studying at a different seminary and they taught him all this stuff and he came out questioning so much about his faith you know is god really real where was jesus born was mary really a virgin is there really a devil? You know, all those kind of questions. And she said for the rest of his life, he just, he just questioned things about the kingdom. How sad that someone that was full of the spirit of God and knew the word of God didn't get alongside him and help him get back on track. And that's happening to a lot of our people today. They go into different universities and they just get off track. They lose their faith. They're, they're not simple in their faith anymore, and, and they begin to combine the world with their faith. And after a while, the world takes up more and more room, and then they're not walking in the faith that much at all. May that not happen to us or to the people that we know. So, as good as some of our activities are, they can keep us from doing the most important work. We need to keep the main thing, the main thing. We need to perceive God's wisdom in having His Son spend most of His ministry time with His men and not with the crowds. The disciples received the full explanation of His teachings and of His parables and the benefit of personal friendship with Him. So disciple making is not really from a a podium to a group. It's not from the pulpit to all the church people. It's when you're sitting at the table together. You're having a meal together. You're having coffee together. You're sharing the word together. You're doing life together. That's what real discipleship's about. Now Jesus called these 12 men that started following him and they left everything and they became his disciples and they did life with him. They slept in the same areas. They ate the same food. They walked the roads together. They multiplied food together. They healed the sick together. They did life together with Him. And so don't think, okay, then somewhere I need a pulpit and I'm going to preach to a lot of people and I'm going to make disciples that way because that's not the way you make disciples. It's part of discipleship because there's a whole lot of pieces to discipleship. But when you can intentionally get involved in someone's life and help them move from not really being established in the Word or in the Lord to a place of being strongly established and where they know how to pray, they know how to read the Word, they know what God requires of them, and they're walking tall in the kingdom of Jesus. They're not just limping along. We all know that spiritual growth is a process. It takes time. But if there's a shortcut to maturity in the kingdom of God, It is when more mature believers will take under wing the less mature believers and will invest in their lives through teaching them and sharing their testimonies, even sharing their failures, praying with them and helping them hurdle the same things that maybe they've hurdled in the past. I want to end with a story. At the end of 1999, there were... Several hundred pastors and spiritual leaders from Europe, Asia, and Africa that all came together in Belgium, uh, Brussels, was it Brussels, Belgium, uh, to seek the Lord for the upcoming decade and the upcoming millennia. And they were saying, you know, we've all been serving the Lord, we've all done different areas of ministry, but surely as we go into the next decade and the next millennia, the Holy Spirit probably wants to tell us something different, something new. Let's all be quiet and listen to what he wants to say. And at first they were talking among themselves and then they said, no, let's all go to our rooms. They were in a big hotel and let's seek the Lord. Let's fast and pray for 24 hours and let's listen to the Holy Spirit ourselves. And then let's come back and let's share what the Holy Spirit says to each of us. And as they came back into the main room, one of the moderators walked around to each one and said what did he say to you what did the holy spirit say to you every man heard the word discipleship the lord told them that in the decade to come and beyond they were to focus on making disciples and david wong was one of the top asian leaders and he stood up at the conclusion of the gathering and he said God has made it clear to each of us as leaders that we need to focus on disciple-making in the new millennia. If we do not obey this command, the Lord's body will suffer tremendously. The time's coming will be so hard that many will not make it if they are not discipled. And the Holy Spirit is still saying today, make disciples. Focus on making disciples. So Reuben, come on up and uh, share chapter 1 with us. You never re record us on nothing. Okay.